Welcome back, folks, to Two Bits One Puck. I'm your host, Mr. Intangibles and a cupboard boy, Dan Masters, with my good friend, the East Kent Elliot Friedman, and a man still pulled in by the red and white of the Arsenal. Well, every human, well, how you doing? Uh, doing all right. Well, I was doing all right until you reminded me of my, my dear North London love. But uh, <laughs> what, can, what can you do? I don't know. It is quite funny watching you, you kind of, when you post stuff on Twitter, and that sometimes you'll go, weeks and weeks and weeks and then it'll just be granite chaki you stupid cunt and i'm like oh yeah okay he's watching arsenal then. that makes sense i get it <laughs> as, as soon as as soon as the arsenal starts all right i've got to take my rage out on something and it's gonna be uh it's, yeah. it's gonna be twitter fingers <laughs> mate this is just I, I don't know i don't know what to say about it it's it's all going to pot i i've as as you no doubt know dan i would love to get relegated i really would yeah It'd bring about genuine change. Um, it'd be interesting. Get to play some different teams, like uh, like yeah, like changing teams on FIFA. Um, yeah, I don't know. It's not going to happen though. Yeah, it's like when you start a new NHL career with a team you don't care about. Exactly. Just kind of thinking, wow, what would it be like to play as the Rangers? Huh, let's find out. I've... Maybe I'll care about something else then. Maybe I've got to try and work out how to fit Lafreniere under the cap when his contract comes in. I've, I've played precisely one season as a different team. Now I want to see some different jerseys after 82 games of, of whatever. Yeah, which is, and then that's the equivalent to being like, wow, what would it be like to play Hartlepool away? I wonder. <laughs> well, let's find out. <laughs> get those get those trendy uh, mind-sponsored numbers. That'd be pretty fun. Are they still doing those? Absolutely. Yeah, probably. I'd imagine probably. So. Oh, love it. Love it. My sports has taken a real hit because of the pandemic and everything. And I think I've zoned in. I've said this before about having kids and you kind of find out what your passions really are and what you think, okay, that can just go by the wayside. Mm. And I genuinely cannot remember the last time I watched a full game of football of any kind, of any kind. So, you know, I made an effort, sat down, right, I'm watching this game. Don't disturb me. I want to see what happens kind of thing. Mm. And... Football now has become a very, 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 very distant third, which is weird for somebody who's English to say that. But ice hockey and the NFL is just—I just—I just rather watch that now, and I'm not sure why that is. I don't know. I couldn't even put my—I couldn't even put my finger on it. And I've not—and this is the thing. Like, I got so sick of. And that, well, this this will apply to all sports teams. And I get there are people who love their sports teams. I'm not I'm not ragging on those people. I'm just saying like it's it's just become not for me that I used to live and die by my team's results. And I've said it on here before that doing even doing this show in a weird way curbed my Bruins enthusiasm somewhat because I had to start paying attention to other teams and what they were doing because I was doing this show and I can't. It's not a Bruins podcast, so I have to look at other teams and how they operate and what are they up to and I'd watch then well you know maybe tonight I'll watch Devil's Rangers why not instead of watching you know Bruins Sens or something like that and that even curbed my my passion for the Bruins and it's a weird thing to not let go of a team but you know just kind of like step back from it yeah I, I know what you mean like it's it's like you say it's becoming like the Bruins for, for anyone you need a team to get you into the sport and then maybe after a while you sort of transition into, oh, actually, I, I don't need rabid fandom to enjoy the sport itself. And and, and like you yeah. say, you know, if you if you watch 82 Bruins games a year, there's going to come a point where you're like, oh, actually, I haven't seen anywhere near enough of Austin Matthews, Conor McDavid, whoever, you know, Elias Pettersson. Like, 
there's so especially with the the NHL being such a big league compared to what we're used to, and with the spread of talent being so so vast, as opposed to say take football as an, as an example, there are about five teams in any given league around the world that are worth tuning in for. Whereas, you know, probably 25 of the 32 NHL teams are going to have a player that's worth tuning in for. Do you know what I mean? Oh, yeah, definitely. So, yeah, so it, it come, comes to a point where you're like, fuck, I haven't, I haven't watched fucking Quinn Hughes do his thing. I haven't seen Nathan. I've only watched Nathan McKinnon one time this year. Like, what am I doing? So, yeah, it's, I think it just you transition into into enjoying the sport more. Just to just to round off on your your you know your footy fandom falling by the wayside, is that this season particularly that you think it's it's happened? No, it was. So it started two seasons ago, and I'm fairly sure I mentioned this on the show. We were talking about this on the show at some point, and Celtic drew against somebody they should have beaten. I cannot remember who it was. I'm going to say St Johnston because that sounds right, but. I remember sitting on Twitter afterwards for 75 minutes, going through it, reading replies, like, why did we lose? Getting annoyed. And then Sarah said to me, have you been looking at your phone? For, have you been on your phone for like the past like hour and a half or something? And I said, oh, yeah, I have. And I, that point, I thought, what the fuck am I doing? <laughs> why do I, what am I doing? Why do I care this much? Why am I getting so bent out of shape about this? And we've mentioned before, sports fandom, if you think about it, is insane because you're just cheering for your colours to beat other colours. The players change, the manager changes, the front office changes, everything. You're just cheering for that jersey to beat another jersey. And even that sounds stupid, but that is what it is. And I get you can form, you know, like you form attachments to clubs and they'll do things in the community and all that kind of thing. And that's great. And at that point, I just started to wane off. I didn't even know. Celtic had won the league last year until about three months after. And that was only because I was scrolling through the BBC website and there was an article that said it. I didn't even click on it. I was like, oh, we won the league. Oh, okay, cool. And I didn't even know. I didn't even know. And I only knew we were doing bad this year because my dad texted me and told me. Well, I was going to say, I was hoping that all of this was spurred by being... 16 points back at Rangers. It's not fun anymore. (laughs) We're not not running away with that anymore. Not interested now. No. Yeah. No, I just, I don't know. Yeah. It's it's a weird thing. And that was like, yeah, I'm not even bothered. Like there was a time where I'd just be walking around furious all day, every day. And I'm just like, yeah, all right. Okay. I just, and it's, it's so bizarre because as a fan of a sports team, how often can you actually enjoy success? So let's take the lightning, for example. It's it's kind of tougher with with hockey because I've asked you this before. How long do you have before your success is now not classed as a success anymore? Mm. So how many Stanley Cups back can you go before, like, say, a Blues fan or something? It could say, yeah, but we won the cup a couple of years ago. Well, at what point is it like, yeah, right, but that was five years ago now. Shut up, no one cares anymore. And it's it's even worse in footy. It's even worse because there's so many trophies to like to play for and stuff. And it feels like you can you can win the league in footy and you can have success for maybe a month and then the season starts back and you lose to fucking Bournemouth or whoever and now you're furious again. I say, yeah, but like two months ago, you won something. Do you not? Like Arsenal won the FA Cup a few months, like, you know, like not that long ago. And it was like seeing this amazing, it's like this amazing thing and a great achievement. 
and now all the fans want to kill everybody at the club again. <laughs> you just think, like, why do we even do this then? It's insane. <laughs> and, the, and the funny thing is about my team as well is, Will, I can't fucking complain. Do you know what I mean? <laughs> my team won nine leagues in a row. <laughs> and I can't be like, this is fucking bullshit. Well, yeah. <laughs> like, there's plenty of fans who support fucking Port Vale or the aforementioned Hartlepool who will kill me if I say stuff like that. <laughs> like, oh, this is fucking shit. Hang on a minute. Have your team just won nine leagues in a row and did like, and now owns the record for most games ever unbeaten in the British Isles? Like, yeah, I can't really complain. <laughs> but, but then that's that's where you get like different tiers of teams and like different tiers of, of like expectations and, and subsequently enjoyment of a, of a team. Because, you know, your enjoyment of a team's success is completely tied to their expectations. So, Tampa Bay Lightning, for example, like you say, they've won the cup. That is expected, so you can enjoy that. But now the expectation is and has been for the last five years or whatever for them to come back and steamroll people a la the bloody Harlem Globetrotters. So if they come out first game of the season against fucking whoever, Detroit, and and lose, yeah, losing the shootout, people are going to be pissed off. And arguably, rightly so, even though... Yeah. Two games ago, you won the Stanley Cup. Last game, you lost to a team that you should have beat. <laughs> like, it's complete. It is That's mental. It's absolutely <laughs> mental. But then on the flip side, say you're a Detroit fan and you make the playoffs this year and get swept in the first round. That's still like, all right, we've outdone our expectations or met our expectations or whatever. Therefore, we can be happy. I can. This is actually a good. I mean, you can be a perfect person to ask about this. Your team was in the Cup finals last year. <laughs> You you are, in theory, in theory, you are the second best team in the NHL. Your team is the second best team in the NHL. But you don't think like that, do you? You're not going to think, you know what, though? We made the cup finals last year. Well done, us. What a good effort. This year, if we don't make it, okay, at least I had last year. You're not going to think that, are you? No, but then there, there's <laughs> there's arguments that maybe I'm not the best example of, of like a typical... Sports fan when Fair it comes to, when it comes to enjoyment of of the actual teams, and then secondly, like it, it you tie the start to to tie two sports together. You got the Stars and the Arsenal together, both out outdid their expectations last year. The Gunners winning the the FA Cup and then uh, the Stars making the final, but then the that doesn't rectify the issues that were preventing a lot of fans' enjoyment of either club anyway. Be that roster construction, management, coaching, whatever it is, like winning the FA Cup hasn't got David Luiz and Granit Xhaka out of Arsenal. If anything, that's made things worse by thinking, right, these players have contributed to something, therefore they're worth keeping around. Uh, getting to, to the Stanley Cup final hasn't gotten rid of X, Y, and Z, you know, Blake Como, Andrew Cogliano, whatever. Like, it doesn't make JB Ben's cap pit suddenly three and a half million. Like, and, and that's where enjoyment of sports when it's so club specific and you've got such a rabid fandom of a specific club is tied to so much more than the results like the results are very important but there is always for if you're if you're not winning the whole thing there's always something else that could be an issue yeah no i agree with what you're saying and i'll take myself as an example on this is that i'm i think that i'll say what i'm about to say and i think fans would just say yeah that's you know, you you completely mental. No one cares about that. I've seen my team win a cup. That's it. I saw my team do the thing I wanted them to do. I, I'll I'll be fine now. Yeah. I'm, I'm hey, really Dan, not finished. 
yeah, I, I can I can enjoy the, I can just enjoy the game. I saw my team do it. But then I know I know there are fans of all teams, including Bruins fans, who would say, Who cares? That was ten years ago. Like that doesn't matter. Like who cares? It's this season that matters. Whereas I'm thinking, no, I that's it. I, I saw my team win. I I can't complain. You know, it's uh it's so bizarre. See, now, so bizarre. now that's that's different as well because you're saying that you're just happy and content in the fact that you want you saw the Bruins win a cup ten years ago. I think that's different to the more common example of say a Bruins fan saying, "Oh, we're better than the Canucks or whatever because we won a cup ten years ago." Like there, there's two different. If you're trying to brag yeah, on, true. if you're trying to brag on past success, that's completely different than saying I'm happy because of the success. Which is true for for any kind of like bragging or like sense of happiness in in yeah in historic achievements in any any part of life or whatever. Isn't it? Like, yeah, you're right, you're right. But yeah, I, I don't know. It's just the weirdest thing. It's the weirdest thing. It's it's, it's a disease. Different. Yeah, I think you're right. I I think you're right, and I think you have to. I don't know. You you have to almost like, and, and especially with social media and stuff like that. You have to go out of your way to make sure you don't see things about your sport. <clears throat> Excuse me. You have to make sure you don't see things about your sport. You have to, okay, like, I don't want to see the trends for this. I don't want to see trends for that. Don't link to me to anything. Don't watch anything on YouTube of anything about your team if you're trying to avoid them because then it'll just recommend you 50 videos about that team. It's so easy to get more and more. It's like a whirlpool that you just kind of get flooded now with so much information about the team you follow that you can't avoid because you you might be the same you might just be thinking let's say you know what fucking fuck me arsenal i'm having a break for three months i don't care you could log on to youtube the next day and it's like arsenal fan tv videos arteta videos press conferences you're like no i'm trying to avoid it and then you can't help but you can't help but click on it and read about it absolutely and and, and this isn't to say that there's anything inherently wrong with being a sports fan is there no not at all not I, I i believe like i seriously believe i'm a massive outlier I can't imagine there's many fans like me who've kind of grown away from teams and just become a fan of the sport more. I think it happens as you get older, like Arsenal fan TV Muppets aside. I can't imagine there are many people. <laughs> yeah, I can't imagine there are many people. Oh, that you know, there probably is actually. Nah, I just I see it more. I, old, I just nonsense. see it more. I do see it more in older people, is what I'm trying to say. But yeah. I agree. Yeah, there's still gonna be those idiot fans who are like in their sixties, aren't there? Well, you you, you get your standard like. Yeah, eighty, ninety year olds who are still, yeah, only only follow West Ham or whatever. You know, I don't know whoever it might be, just avidly devoted to whatever team. That's just how it goes, isn't it? Yeah, yeah. Anyway, the good news is the good news is well, the good news is we have a return date for hockey, which means that we can finally get back to doing regular shows. January the thirteenth, fifty six game schedule. We'll do this. Little, we'll do a little breakdown by uh, bit by bit. Um, January thirteenth, fifty six games. What are your thoughts on that? I'll I'll believe it. I'll believe it when I see it. Where's uh? Because they've got the they released the date dates, didn't they? Like the yeah. the the key dates. Oh, I'm sorry, because it's it's quite it, it it seems quite um still feels quite compressed. Like January thirteenth, what they want they want um. The first, the the camp for the seven teams that didn't play in return to play is going to start on like the 31st, I think. Yeah, that's right. 
Yeah, and then the th- on January third, training camp begins for the rest of them. Great, an extra an extra three days for teams who haven't played competitive hockey in nine months. Quality shit. That's going to be really fucking good. So the latest date for the Stanley Cup final is going to be July the 9th, if I'm right. Yeah. No, July 15th. Yeah. No, no, I thought I thought it put it back to the 9th. Oh, so I read the 15th and then I read they changed it. Well, it's either the 9th or the 15th. Okay, yeah, yeah. either way, either way, that's, that is short, isn't it? You're, you're looking well, at... I'll say, it is a sprint, a proper sprint. Seven months to get, to get this season. Six games and the postseason. Fuck. That's fucking mad, isn't it? That's mad. And and it's full postseason, isn't it, as well? It's not like, you know, it's not a kind of, well, we'll have a five game, then a five game, then a seven. No, it's full. Like, it is full on. Best of seven all the way. Let's go. It's it's fucking mad. Like, that is that is still so short, especially when, with as we've said before, about the, the allowances for games being rescheduled due to COVID. We are 100% going to end up with, like, a handful of teams that have only played, like, 45 games by the end of the year. Without a doubt. Without a doubt, but whatever they can, they can work that out. They can work it out. Yeah, well, it just becomes it just becomes like in the AHL, doesn't it? You just you know, it's points percentage and all yeah, that kind of that'd, thing. Yeah, that'd make sense, wouldn't it? Yes, it's. And then, I mean, it, the interesting thing is going to be when a team gets hit by a rash of COVID, and it's you know, okay, so you've got eleven players, you've now got now got to isolate for a week. <laughs> Fucking hell! And it's even. Even all those like like the rules for taxi squads and all that kind of shit, man, it's going to be interesting because some of those taxi squad players are not going to play at all in a competitive game, and then they might have to come in for five or six games on the trot and get up to speed and try and play. And especially if it's a load of players who go down with coronavirus, God, it's going to be well, mad. It's going to be mad, and and it's going to be a short. It's going to be a ten day training camp. Without any exhibition games, this this season's going to be a fucking mess, isn't it? Oh, I can't wait. I can't wait. I d- I, I'm hoping that it's going to be a mess in a good way. Well, like, nobody knows how to oh, defend, yeah. and it's just, you're going to have like seven, eight score lines every night. But I worry that it's going to be a mess in the sense that you know Nathan McKinnon gets injured on the first game of the season and stuff like that. Like it's just going to be, we'll end up with really boring games because everyone's playing tentatively. Because the coaches are coaching against the lack of preparation, you know everyone's playing anti hockey. Everyone's playing playing neutral. You know, just try not to make any mistakes out there. But yeah, either, either way, it's going to be interesting. Well, that's you can take the NFL, I guess, as a kind of a baseline comparison, kind of because they've done the same. They've travelled around. <laughs> the only thing you they've can had do. lots of players. Yeah, they've they've travelled around a lot. They've had lots of players go down with coronavirus, and. You know, you got to look at a team like the Denver Broncos. I don't know if you heard this story or not, but all of their quarterbacks were on the COVID list. So they had to play a practice squad wide receiver at quarterback. <laughs> so I can't... Part of, me, part of me genuinely hopes, for some reason, some team just dresses 18 defensemen. And you've got like... It's, it's all we've got, got left. That's all we've got left. Like it turns out that our forward core went out for a, a night somewhere and all caught it, or somehow caught it from somewhere. So we've got to dress eighteen defensemen, like half of them from the practice squad, and you've got guys playing like left wing, right wing, and centre who've like just played D their entire career because that's all they can do. <laughs> it's yeah. going to be amazing. I, I, I think the real aim 
Yeah, we're not looking at trying to get a, an e-bug in. Not We're not looking for David Ayres 2.0. We're looking for a goalie to line up at forward. That's what we want. Oh, yeah. Oh, yeah. Or a forward to line up in goal. Like we said about before, like get us an off in 40. you got no goalies. Well, I guess the player's going in next then. Right. Who's the <sighs> biggest player we've got? All right, Jamie Alexiak. Just kind of crouch in the goal and do your best. So what's, what's going to be the score with e-bugs then? Because... Cause if, I don't know. I don't know. Because in theory, the e-bug's not going to be... You wouldn't be allowed to just use a goalie from your taxi squad, in theory. Yeah, if he's not in... Yeah, that, yeah. I see what you're saying. If it happens in the game... Well, that's something else that's happened as well. In the NFL, they've had players pulled out of pre-game with COVID. Wait, so what? <laughs> they've somehow passed tests. So Des Bryant, who uh, was like came out of retirement to play for the Ravens, was they were playing? I'm pretty sure it was they were playing Dallas, and he got pulled out of pregame, so it wasn't like they could prepare for that. So if you've got like, imagine you're like you're in warm ups, and it's like a guy comes down from the from the office with a piece of paper. Oh, sorry, uh, you need to take out all your goalies. They've all got COVID. <laughs> what? But then, like you've got no e bug, no nothing. You have got no like backups ready to go. If Des Bryant got pulled out of warm ups or pregame or whatever. With COVID, why were there not more players pulled out? That's the thing. Like, surely he's had contact yeah, with everyone in his team no at that idea. point. No idea. No idea. That's fucking. Well, that's what happened. Yeah. Cool. Cool. Very, very, very cool. Oh, and it's going to happen somewhere. Oh yeah. This, yeah, like you say. I mean, all bets are off this season. You can't, and you can't really. And I'm, I'm saying you can't really. I'm sure we will, but you can't really complain about something if it happens that's just how it is that's this season sorry like <laughs> sorry what do you want me to do you like, we have to get these games in you can't complain about anything this season like oh missed off cycle no. nah covid mate can't can't complain goalie interference covid mate you can't you're unprecedented times i don't you know i don't, I don't care how did the ref miss that high stick? Oh, he's, he's got COVID in his eye. Oh, okay, okay, fair enough. Fair, fair play. <laughs> Tom Wilson stabs someone in the neck. Doesn't get doesn't get called. <laughs> Mate, COVID. Come on, we've all got bigger things oh, to worry COVID. about. Oh, don't get me started on Department of Player Safety this year. Fuck you know. <laughs> they're going to fucking right go, aren't they? COVID, Jesus. COVID, mate. COVID can't. COVID, mate. What do you, what do you, what do you want me to do? Can't do anything. I know we elbowed him in the face, but I can't protect him. COVID. What do you, what do you want me to do? Oh dear, you you uh you're not too keen on the uh, divisional realignment, is that right? Uh, well, as a as a Dallas Stars uh, associate, no, absolutely not. <laughs> <laughs> Funnily enough, not particularly happy with losing Minnesota and gaining Tampa Bay and Carolina. <laughs> <laughs> Thanks. I mean, dude, you like <clears throat> it's yeah. The worst division is easily the West. Which is Anaheim, Arizona, Colorado, the Kings, the Wild, the Sharks, the Blues, and Vegas. Yeah, in, uh, so, yeah Colorado, I think so Colorado, St. Louis, Vegas, for sure. Oh, and you know, actually, shout out to us, because we they're, they're doing what we said. It's the top four, and then they all play, like, intra, like, conference games and all that. And it's not until you get down to the, is it the semifinals, that you're actually going to start traveling. And we called that, so shout out to us. We did well. Well done, everyone. Well done, everybody. Credit to the... T- I mean, you know what? Well done, team. Well done, guys. They're all, they're all sat here with me. Really, really Busy proud. Really on. proud of everyone. Really proud. Yeah, and the West, the West is the worst division, and the rest of them, I genuinely think, is an absolute coin flip for which four teams. I know there's a couple of, obviously, great teams that will probably get in, but... Yeah, there, there's going to be a lot more up for grabs, which is 
not a bad thing necessarily. So like you look at yeah. you look at the north. I'd say your locks are obviously Toronto. I'd probably put Calgary in there as well because they they are decent enough. But then yeah, you're gonna have for those last two spots: Edmonton, Montreal, Vancouver, and, and probably Winnipeg. To be fair, that's gonna. Mate, be... I can't call that north. I, I'm not. I I know that. I know the general consensus is yeah, Toronto's probably gonna win it. Ottawa's probably gonna finish last. Mate, I don't know. Yeah, could, every, could go anyway. every team, yeah, every team in the North this year has made a lot of changes, aside from, I think, probably Winnipeg. Uh, like, the other six, like, Calgary's got a new goalie, Edmonton's got a complete new, like, depth core, guys who they just kind of picked up who've been bought out. Montreal apparently won the off-season, congrats to them. How's that going to hold up? Well, and Bergevin's I mean, still like, going, th- apparently. Yeah, <laughs> yeah. You know, they got back up for Price, but Price is a year older. Like, you... St- you know the players that have come in are now playing in a much tougher market. Is Josh Anderson going to stay healthy? I don't know. Ottawa, everyone's expecting Ottawa to be an easy out. I'm not convinced. I am not convinced. Like they're good young players, they're a year older. I think Stutzler's going to play more than people think because he's coming from men's league already. I'm not going to say he's going to be amazing, but you know, like Capo Caco last year. All right, fair enough. He didn't like set the world on fire, but. He'd look like a regular NHL player straight away, which is good from a you know a, a top sort of top five pick. You want a player who can step in and start doing something straight away. Stutzler's that guy, like he's going to do that. Toronto, oh god, again it's the same thing. Like, yep, they've got all the firepower, that decor and that goalie. Still not convinced. Like Zach Bogosian's going to go from playing with Victor Hedman to playing with Morgan Riley or you know like Jake Morzin or whoever. You know, like, it's a bit of a step down. Can he cope with that? They've bought tougher, grittier players, but how are they going to fit in? I know, like, Toronto fans are celebrating with the Wayne Simmons signing, like, they just signed fucking Prime Mario or something. Like, there's a reason why he's just been dropped around the past few years, that teams have kind of brought him in thinking he's something else. I don't like the fact that TJ Brody plays on his offhand. I keep saying that. I don't like it. I don't like players who play on the wrong side on D. Yeah, but if he's, if he's been doing of... it his entire career, like, he can't... It's what it is at this point, isn't it? Oh, no, I agree. I agree. But I wouldn't... I would not sign a player to play on their offhand. I just wouldn't if I was a GM. I don't... I, I don't like it. I think it... Because it shortens the ice. Because you have to then move the puck back out or, you know, like, you can't just... You're not kind of able to use the full width of the rink. I don't know. Vancouver... Uh, they lost some depth pieces, but they gained Nate Schmidt. They got Holtby in. Okay, that's kind of a good... Like, they got a great goalie tandem. A great goalie tandem. And then Winnipeg's Winnipeg. You know, like, tough games. Great, like, again, great forward players. Like, a, a fantastic forward core. The D-depth, can Hellebuck do it again? Like, can you just rely on your goalie the whole time? Man, there is a lot of questions about all those Canadian teams. And if you... I, I would genuinely... If you could give me all the permutations of a top four team in that North Division, I'd be like, yeah, I could probably see that happening. I really could. And that's the thing as well. Like, you're kind of playing in a weird way. I feel like those teams looking like we could be the we could be like the champions of Canada. Like, if we win this division, we can say we're the champions of Canada. And I think that'll be a, like for that team to say, yeah, we're the best team in Canada because we've wondered forever. You wondered forever because. You can't really say, okay, so this team, like, say, I don't know, whatever, like, Toronto had 105 points this year. Yeah, but they were playing, like, these teams. And, like, you know, they had games against, like, Detroit and Ottawa and stuff when they were crap. Okay, well, I mean, like, like Montreal, 
yeah, okay, like they're playing harder games and their team isn't that quite as good. But now you put them together and they've got to play at some points that, you know, they're playing two or three games back to back to back. Man, that's going to be exciting to see. To be the champion of Canada, oh man, that'd be awesome. Yeah, it'd be... I, I wonder if there is going to be more of a... Yeah, you won't necessarily see it on the ice or anything like that, but like, I reckon that'll be that'll be a, a motivating factor for a lot of these coaches of the Canadian teams. Like that, oh, yeah. That's going to be an interesting division, I think, because there are some good players there. That's some, that's some decent teams, like you say. It's, it's going to be, it's going to be weird. Like just just looking back at it, I cannot believe how little Winnipeg did over the off season for their for their decor. I know it's not over yet, but crikey, you're getting this this far back and you haven't you haven't done anything. Or well, at least just try and sign some. We'll talk about this later, but there's still a ton of free agents out there that you could just sign to even improve your forward core even more than it's already good. If there's no D players out there. And you can't really do anything, you know. All right, fine. I'm trying, you know. Oh, mind you, looking at their cap, they're a bit over at the moment. That, that is part of the so, problem, isn't it? Yeah, which is partly why I think they want to get rid of someone like Lion so they can free up a bit of money to spend elsewhere. Yeah, but fuck, man, how are you? How are you that capped out with such a shit decor? And and <laughs> and you're not even. I mean, yes, they have really good, really good forwards, but they haven't got anyone over ten million dollars, and they're still. They're still in, in serious issues. Matthew Perot makes four point one million. Yeah. Jesus, yeah, I know. <laughs> I just thought, that's one of those ones that just snuck up on me. That probably snuck. Like he makes what? P- picking up Paul Statsley for six and a half. It's like, mate, what are you up to? I wonder if they just. I wonder if they just thought as soon as Line A was out there that that would be it. They'd be inundated with offers. They'd be inundated because it's a forty goal scorer. They must have been. I wonder if they were thinking, all right, I mean, someone's going to take him, aren't they? I mean, they'd be mad not to. Yeah, someone will take him for sure. And <laughs> here we are, like about three weeks to go. Fuck, will somebody take him, please? Well, in, in my experience as the uh, recently minted manager of Real Madrid, it is in fact hard oh, nice, to get nice. rid of uh, of good players sometimes. It is, it is. It's, it's very right. hard, very hard. Not everyone's uh, up for paying 90 million for Luka Modric, which is a, a bit of a shame. Shame, <laughs> and his wages. I know, mate. Don't don't get me started. Don't get me started. But yeah, there's there's a good spread in these in these divisions. I, th- I think the way I think there's still a caveat of these could change. But if we're if we're treating these as gospel now, like I think they've done well to keep yeah the rivalries together. Like they've kept the the New York Metro teams together, and they've kept Washington and Pittsburgh, Pittsburgh and Philly together. Like I think they've it was always going to be a bit of a hodgepodge, wasn't it? Because you had to do something yeah. weird to get it done anyway. But I, th- I think they've done a decent enough job of it. Yeah, I think so. I know I like it. I like I like the alignments, and uh, I think obviously before the season starts, we'll have a little a little prediction contest between us of which top four teams we think are gonna yeah. are gonna make it. But as usual, uh, there's going to be outliers, and it's just picking those outliers, isn't it? Yeah, it's going to be well, it's going to be borderline impossible this year. I think to to try. Yeah, and do I that. think you're right. On the on the you know loosely related to the division alignment, something I was thinking about uh, for for this season trade deadline and trades full stop. If you've got yeah. to do a two week uh, quarantine to get into Canada, and I assume to get into the US from Canada as well, but I assume so. I'd assume so. But even if not, you've got to have a two week quarantine to get into Canada. 
that puts anyone in the in the Canadian division at such a disadvantage when it comes to trades. Oh, gotcha. Of course Cause, it Because they're effectively going to only be able to trade within their own division, which we all know is is a big fucking no-no, while the rest of the divisions, all the US divisions, can trade freely amongst, you know, 25 teams. Uh, sorry, 24 teams. You're right. And why would you... Yeah, why would you even... At the trade, imagine the trade deadline. Like, you've acquired this player, but you won't see him until... I don't know, like two weeks down the road. Like, great. And then he's got to get up to speed with a new team. You're not going to risk it, are you? That That's the thing. Like, the only way you'd risk that is if you were basically qualified for the playoffs already. Yeah, and you're getting a player in for the postseason to really give you even more of a, an advantage. But but even then, like you say, you, you have to get them up to speed and they they can't practice. Yeah, I assume you can't practice, you can't take the ice, you can't do anything like that while you're quarantining, in theory. That's, yeah, that's... I mean, you can't do anything about that, but it just feels like that's a bit of a disadvantage for anyone in the North Division. You're right. It's... I mean, going about disadvantages and stuff, I mean, there's there's still the idea that we're still acting as though it's kind of set and it's all going to be, yeah, the team's just going to travel around and it's all fine. Bearing in mind the fact that the Sharks are currently residing in Arizona because they can't get into their own fucking state to do anything because it's locked down. And, and, and same plenty with of, Toronto, Montreal, Ottawa, and I was Vancouver say, as yeah, well. Yeah, the provinces in Canada as well are kind of stuck. I mean, what happened? I don't know. I mean, what did you do? And I, it's, it's quite... I've been paying attention to some of the um, sort of press briefings around Canada, only because of, you know, seeing what's going to happen with the league and that kind of thing. <clears throat> Pardon me, because I feel like the US is a bit more the Wild West. But... For these like daily press briefings in Canada, the first questions have been, "How are you allowing the NHL to operate?" Yeah, I mean, how how is that fair? And now, I can kind of I kind of get it that why they're asking that question, but I don't think it's it's not a case of like the NHL is more important than than people and stuff like you know the people's lives and that kind of thing. But we've talked about before you got to balance out uh, the kind of money side of things. And NHL teams bring in a ton of revenue and they bring in a ton of money to that area. And it might be a case of, okay, you're not going to get fans in there, but online jersey sales or, and it all feeds down. There's like, it's not just the players who play. You know, there's kit men who need jobs. There's like chefs, there's doctors, there's all those other, that we mentioned before, all those other people behind the scenes that require the NHL to play to make a living and have work. And you do have to balance that out. And I do, I do believe as well that NHL teams will have gone to Pfizer or Biotech or whoever and said, okay, we're going to pay you way over the odds. Like, can we get some vaccines or can we get tested quicker or, you know, can we get something? And we'll just, we'll just pay for the privilege. And then, yeah, that makes, it makes sense to me. It does make sense. I get what you're saying. It's only a sports team and, why should that sports team be allowed to play when we're in lockdown? Well, you also need to provide some relief for people as well. And like I said, there's there's plenty of people behind the scenes who also need jobs and need to work. Yeah, that that's that's the important thing that that makes it a bit easier to swallow for me is is that like you say, there's there's going to be plenty of people even without the the need for say concessions workers or whatever. Like there are going to be people who will have an income because of the NHL playing, who aren't just millionaire, billionaire, athlete, 
mogul freaks, you know, regular normal people like the Zamboni drivers are gonna get a paycheck, which is which is fucking wonderful. Like that is that is really good. It just it's the travelling around part of it that really sketches me out because as much as you can try and say oh we're going to be careful we're going to have private jets whatever it might be like you are still going to be exposing people who are not related to the nhl who haven't necessarily signed up to the risks of getting entangled in the web of the nhl who are then going to be exposed to to covid potentially which but, but and then that's that's the problem with doing anything during the pandemic though isn't it yeah, you you have to yeah you have to consider that you are putting people unknowingly at risk by doing anything that you do. Like me going to the shop puts other people at risk that aren't signing up to being in contact with me. You know what I mean? Like it's it's a hard one. Just like anything is during a pandemic, it's it's not black and white, and not even if something seems sensible and safe, it's not always clear cut as whether that's the right thing to do morally, but. I definitely agree with you. Like they're going to be as safe as they can be. It's going to be good for some people, and there is going to be residual benefits of of having entertainment back. I'm going to obviously we say this quite a lot, and it's quite hilarious how we've become a player defending podcast. But do you feel for the players a little bit that it's all? I don't know. It just and even everything after we've just said, it just seems a bit sketchy, doesn't it? It just seems a bit <clears throat> okay. So yeah, normally you'd not see Hong for a couple of days, and then you come back. There's a chance here that you've got a road trip, so you're just going to stay out on the road. And if you get COVID, well, you also are not allowed to come back for like two weeks. You just think, oh, fuck. I mean, it's not good. It's not great for these players. And I understand it's the classic thing. Oh, they paid loads of money. Yeah, but just try sitting in a hotel room for 10 days on your own, not seeing anybody. Man, that is tough. That is tough. I just think that... Any of those players get caught with something, bah, it's going to be bad. I'm I'm going to really feel for them come like the second week of March, and because of extenuous circumstances, like there's going to be a, a a bubble in Canada. There's going to be a hub. We're going to be back to to hub cities and shit. Like there's going to be one in Canada. There's going to be like four or five of them in the US and shit. Like that, and they're going to have to play another twenty five regular season games just living in the same hotel like they were in the fucking playoffs. It's gonna be because there's gonna like the world is gonna keep on ticking around them, and there's gonna be yeah, especially with crikey, like yeah, there's there's a new strain of COVID in the UK. Like I can't imagine that it's only gonna happen in the UK, only gonna be uh, confined to the UK. Like there's shit's even with the vaccine, like shit's gonna fucking happen. That's gonna present the NHL and any sports league out there with some serious questions to to ask itself and I, th- I think north american sports especially are are most at risk of this because of the the different state laws and stuff like that like at least with say the premiership in england they can carry on playing as long as we're not in some ultra super lockdown yeah because it's not like going from london to manchester there's especially different laws yeah i know let's not get into that because it's confusing enough as it is but but you know what i mean like the whole of new york state could say bam nobody in or out see you later it's not happening yeah same the provinces in canada yeah yeah exactly so like that's that's gonna just because the nhl has got this plan and and even backup plans or whatever like there is going to be shit that could happen 
that, yeah, I wouldn't be surprised if we see them potentially running out the end of the season in bubbles again. And that's going to be really hard for the players to get back to your point. Like, yeah, the the extended road trips are going to be hard. Um, yeah, and, and whatever um, whatever extra stuff they're going to have to do to ensure their safety or like you know the protect the fluid bubble of the team or whatever they're calling it is going to be is going to be rough. But I, I just think there's going to be a a massive banana skin at some point this season because it feels inevitable, unavoidable. Yeah, for sure, for sure. And uh, but but like we said before, I mean, okay, you want to make some money or not? You want to get paid or <laughs> yeah. not? You can make no money, or you can make some money and be uncomfortable for the next seven eight months. And, what would you rather do? And there is an and suddenly looking option, at you, like... yeah. Suddenly you're looking at your mortgage, or your car payment, thinking, oh fuck, I better make some money. I don't know. <laughs> I better go and do something. <laughs> yeah, that that's the thing. And 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 you can say, oh, you know, this and it, like Matthew Pro's been earning four million dollars a season for the last five years. He should be fine. It's like, well. It's easier to live, you know, you can live to your means no matter what you're earning to an extent, can't you? So, so yeah, I, I reckon there are players out there who, who have to play, even if they don't want to, because they've got to pay for shit. One of the things, we may, maybe we'll do this on the prediction show of maybe like wacky things we think might happen, but I can see some team playing 30 games this season, making the postseason on points percentage, and then storming their way to the finals because they're essentially well rested. <laughs> Meanwhile, some other teams played fifty-six games. They've got loads of players banged up and injured, and they just go out in the first round, even if they finish first in the conference. Yeah, that, or in their division, that team misses twenty games because players have like symptomless COVID. So <laughs> yeah, just signed off, but not really actually feeling any effects of it. And then bam, right? Yeah, they just get to chill out for two, like for like two, three weeks of the season. They basically get like an off. They basically get like a mid-season break to recuperate. Oh, mate, mate, th- oh, could happen. Fuck, no, no. I'll save that. I'm gone. I need to write that down. I need to write that down for a future <laughs> show. Okay, I'll, I'll come back to that. Cool. There's a there's a fucking uh, teaser of ever I've had one. Jo- I'll jot that down. Well, well, when we do the predictions, we'll mention that. Uh, there were some NHL, uh, there were some of the protocols um, released yesterday. So I'll just quickly run through these. Uh, home teams must make game or practice arena available for road teams. Visiting teams cannot practice in third-party arenas. Team practices are not open to the public. Coaches must wear a mask at all times unless they're on the ice. Players can't carpool to the rink. I find hilarious anyway. Also, there's no rude route. Christ, there's no road roommates. Visiting teams must reserve two extra hotel rooms to be used if there's a COVID positive test. NHL will announce names of players who test positive, which I think is interesting. Players can only go to the hotel on the rink. They cannot go anywhere else, like restaurants or etc. And players and staff who don't follow COVID protocols will be prohibited from continuing to participate in any way. And I hope an absolute megastar doesn't follow COVID protocols to see if NHL will stand by their word, if they have the balls to do that or not, because that'll be interesting. Austin Matthews at a restaurant in, in Winnipeg with his dick out, no mask. <laughs> see you later, bruv. Joe, I swear to God, that was the first player I thought of as well. Honest to God. I mean, <laughs> I'm, I'm just saying, he's young, he's uh, he, he sexually assaults people. Should we say he's got a bit of a wild side? <laughs> you don't, maybe. maybe? I, I don't like that because it, it makes him sound like he's fun. When, when really he's... Good he's, point, he's, good point. Yeah, fair enough, fair enough. He's just go with Patrick that. came with a moustache. Um, <laughs> and, and there's nothing fun about that, apart from the tash. <laughs> no, you're right. <sighs> yeah, I, I, that's interesting about the, the... 
the idea of the NHL enforcing any suspensions on people who break COVID protocol is uh I mean to me players and staff who who don't follow COVID protocols will be prohibited from continuing to participate in any way. That I mean I didn't from where I got Christ, I'm so sorry about this, but it was somebody somebody on Twitter posted like the basically the most sort of notable uh new protocols. But that to me doesn't sound like it's a two week, three week like you're done for the season. You break the yeah. rules, that's it. Which which e- which is even more really reason, interesting. Even more reason to think that's fucking hogwash. That's not happening. There is no Especially for a megastar. Well, I reckon even without a megastar, like with fucking Paul Statsny or whoever, like you know, mid tier, if you can name an NHL player, and it happens to them, like, yeah, but they wouldn't care about that, would they? They're not going to care if it's Paul Statsny. Nathan McKinnon spotted out and about down at the fucking Blue Oyster in LA getting a lap dance. <laughs> right? Okay. Now let's see. Now let's see how fucking close you are to this word. No, but I, I reckon I reckon they wouldn't even do it for for any player that is of any consequence if you're not on a taxi really? yeah if you're on a main nhl squad like we've seen it time and time again the nhl are fucking cowards when it comes to suspensions for like attempted murder on the ice let alone just oh i, I, I don't know thomas tatar forgot his mask when he was out and about or something like that like there is no no conceivable way that the nhl are going to shut down a player for the rest of the season for breaking COVID protocol. No, no chance. That's, that, that's, there's my prediction right there. It's not going to happen. It's not going to happen. And if somebody, Sean Corrales is going to get caught out of a fucking McDonald's at two in the morning and yeah, nothing. Steamed off his face. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, yeah. I'll do, doing whatever. Just having a piss. I don't care. Whatever he's, whatever I'll, he's I'll up to. It's a fucking cheeseburger, okay? It's fucking two, two cheeseburgers. <laughs> Sir, this is a McDonald's. Sir, this is an Arby's. Oh, <laughs> this is a Specsavers. It's, it, it ain't going to happen. It ain't going to happen. I could. I don't know. I've just made another note as well because that's interesting, and I'll bring that up again. I just, I, I just can't. I can't, <laughs> I can't see it. I cannot see it. That yeah. that takes an amount of uh, of <sighs> balls. Well, I don't. I was trying not to say balls, but yeah, an amount of cojones and like consistency in their discipline that the NHL has never shown. You know, we're talking about com- not being allowed to complain about the NHL player safety. Like, yeah, that's this is this is NHL player safety but on like a mass scale. And without any any room, there's no wiggle room they've given themselves there for like making it subjective or whatever. You can't you can't, you can't do a little freeze frame on the CCTV of Andrew Cop out of Burger King, out of out of hours, you know, or down at down Red Lobster <laughs> or whatever. You can't freeze frame and say, oh, actually, as the video shows, uh, Andrew Cop was not there. It was it was just a mirage, you know. <laughs> There's going to be so many, you know, the Groucho Marx disguises purchased by NHL players <laughs> over the upcoming weeks so they can sneak out. That's not me. That guy has glasses, a big nose and a moustache. I do not have that. As you can see, that's not me. That's not going to stand up in a court of law. So tough. I'm playing tomorrow night. I can't, I can't I can't believe I even like spoke it into existence that that that's just potentially a consequence. That's fucking mental, mental. I'd say as well if I was an, if I was a, a team, if I was well yeah if I was any team 
I would be hiring a phalanx of private investigators <laughs> immediately. Immediately. Every, every city following every single team. Not even that. I would hire one for every entrance and exit of the hotel a team is staying in. I want five of you posted around that building. You see anyone leave, follow them. And I want to see who it is. I'm buzzing. I keep saying, mate, I hope it happens. I hope it happens. Honestly, it's got to happen. And not for anything terrible, but just one player just like, you know what, fuck it, I'm going out. And he goes out and he even does the right things. He sits on his own. He's not with his mates. He's not with anyone else. He just, But he breaks the rule. He breaks the rule. Goes out. Just to see. Just to see if, they, if the NHL go through with it. I don't know. Anyway, should we, should we start the show? <laughs> yeah, we, we probably should. We probably should before we yeah. finish it. <laughs> As always, we're brought to you and sponsored by the fine folks at Wave Intel. The season has a return date, and what better way to spend this Christmas pretty much alone with your family because you're not allowed to go and see anyone and getting ready by this for the season than by reading the data over at Wave Intel. They have a ton of information, easy to use charts and graphs, and as I always say, my favorite thing the comparison charts. Wave Intel online and on Twitter, being smart so you don't have to. And we're on iTunes, Stitcher, Google Podcasts, YouTube, anyone else you listen to a podcast and being played in lorries that are gridlocked on the M25. <laughs> so if you could leave a five-star review as well, wherever you listen, that would be good. One quick thing, after my Netflix recommendation got some love last time, I'm going to recommend another show to people. Check out Into the Night, if you can watch it. It's a six-part show out of Belgium. It's kind of sciencey, a bit uh, a bit wacky, but you'll enjoy it, people. It's really, really good. Check out Into the Night. All right. Can we talk about conspiracy as well? Yeah, we, we absolutely can. Yeah. Interesting, the uh, the uh, lightning up against the cap there. Now way over the cap, interestingly, as they've announced the uh, Eric Chernak and, uh, and Jan Rutter signings that they're now sitting at, as I quickly go back to cap friendly. 90, no, 87.65. Uh, 87, 87, over the cap. And then it's announced that uh, Nikita Kucherov... <laughs> Might be uh, needing a bit of surgery that could put him on LTIR. He's, now, he's got a dicky I'm going to say this. Any, uh... I'm going to say this right now. I'm going to say this right now, okay? I do not believe for one second that if the Lightning are trying to circumvent the cap some way, they had the idea to shelve their highest paid, easily best player. Like, all world phenomenal player in his prime, like in his prime years. I don't believe that for one second. But if you want to convince me of that, I will absolutely listen to it all day. All day. Can you convince me of that, Will? Are you having any of this or not? Um, It'd be more believable if it was Steven Stamkos, wouldn't it? Wouldn't it just? Yeah, but that's why it's a genius play, you see. Stamkos is too obvious. <laughs> they've, they've gone to, like, to Kutron and been like, look, Nikita, mate, it's, uh, it's, your, it's your turn. You've got to... Uh... You've got to have a, little, have a little break. Go on, treat yourself. Don't, don't have to worry about any of this COVID nonsense. You just stay at home. We'll go off and get into a playoff position and uh, we'll see you in a little bit, won't we? We'll see you after the trade deadline. I would like to think that they emailed every single player on the roster with a little questionnaire. And one of the questions was, have you got any aches and pains? And Kuchoff went, I don't know, some morning to wake up, my hip feels a bit funny. Right, that's it. <laughs> get him on, get him on. Get him. He needs surgery. He needs surgery. 
Kucherov's just saying, no, I don't. I'm, I'm okay. No, you, you definitely need surgery, Nikita. You definitely need surgery, yes. I mean, I, I guess so, I suppose. <laughs> Does anyone know what surgery Kucherov's actually getting? Is it is it just a bit of nip tuck? See, is he getting the old Wayne Rooney? <laughs> well, he's having hair trap. Yeah. <laughs> Kucherov's going to come back after the, for the postseason with just the most amazing locks you've ever seen. It's like Samson. Oh, bloody, uh, <laughs> just, Alexi he's now skating around the with like... Carlos Valderrama. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> he's now skating around with like an entirely different haircut. He's like long, blonde, flowing locks like Fabio or something. <laughs> <laughs> oh, that would be amazing. I just... Uh, yeah, I just... It... But in in this day and age of sap sap cap circumvention, it is just too like it's a bit too coincidental. Like you can't you can't look at the most cap strapped team, and then suddenly having a nine and a half million dollar cap it come off the books for an un undetermined amount of time and not think, hmm, that's a little bit fishy. I know. I know, and it's Kucherov as well. Like you never you like, but then who else is there? Here's the thing. Here's the thing. Right, yeah. In th- right, if you think about this conspiratorially, which we're going to do because it's it's so funny and stupid we have to do this, Kucherov makes the most sense. Of every player on this roster, if you're looking at the cap-friendly page, Kucherov makes the most sense. Because you can't do it with Stam... If you, again, conspiracy-wise, bear with me, people. Conspiracy-wise, Stamkos is too obvious, so you can't do it with him. Hedman in my opinion, is a more important player than Kucherov. Yep. Because he is. Like, he drives that whole defense. He made Zach Bogosian look really good. What else do I need to say? And then after that, you're down to Braden Point and Ryan McDonough as the next two cap pits. But they're only 6.75 each, which, with the signings they still have to make, isn't enough. Well, even now, even with if you assume that they are just going to shut Kucherov down until... Uh, until April, when the cap hits don't matter, that still leaves him with like what three and a half million for for uh, for Anthony Sorelli, Which to me, if you're throwing around, if you're giving Eric Chernak just under three, and you're giving Mikhail Sergachev four point eight, you can't turn around to Anthony Anthony Sorelli and say, "Yeah, I've have three point two somewhere." I mean, you probably could, but yeah, but you you can because if Stamkos comes back. There's your Kucherov. first, and then you got point. There's, oh, no, no, oh yeah, yeah, yeah. All right, yeah. Injuries and Stamkos can perform. Okay, so Stamkos and Point are you one and two? Well, you're not going to give Sorelli, who's now your three C, like five million. Nah, nah, because that's what they'll, going to with Taylor John, Tyler Johnson. No, they'll they'll go Palat, Point, Stamkos for their first line. Stamkos will be on the wing to replace Kucherov. Yeah. Oh, yeah. Okay. Yeah. Fair point. Fair point. I see what you mean. And then you probably have, um. Yeah, what Sorelli, Tyler Johnson, Alex Kalorn, maybe? Is his second line or, or whatever jumble of players you want with like Sorelli will still be the second line centre, I think. Yeah, I think you're probably yeah, right. I, well, I, I, I mean it depends on Stamkos, doesn't it? If Stamkos can perform and can play, I don't I don't know. But then maybe do you think, well, Braden Point showed during the playoffs that he can he can drive a line on his own. Maybe not to the level of like an you know McKinnon or McDavid or something like that, but he can do it. And if you can find a bit of cap room somewhere, you can just go and find some guy like maybe a Mike Hoffman, <laughs> who's kind of maybe going to be a bit cheaper to kind of plug a to plug a hole at like one or one and a half or two million dollars for a year. 
Like, come over here, Mike. You've made a bit of money. Come win a cup, and then you can go and get the uh, you can go get the Kevin Shankirk treatment and make a bunch of money somewhere else. That's that's the thing. I I still think they've got to get rid of somebody, even if they try and shut down Kucherov for the year or like for the, for the regular season or whatever. Like, I can't. They can't go on with like you know Palat, Gord, Johnson, and Kalor all making around five million. Surely. I know we say this a lot, and it's insane. They all have no trades or modified no it's trades. Fucking mental, isn't well, it? How, is, how did Andre Palat get a no trade? How? Oh, no, give, give Andre Palat some respect. He's fucking good. He's fucking good. But, but no trade good? Like, like he's so good, you would, you're, you're so desperate to keep him that he can just dictate that? I mean, if... Come on, he's not that good. If Pat, he's not no-trade good. If Pat Maroon is earning 900 grand a year and has a no-trade clause, then fucking Andre Palat should have a no-trade clause. <laughs> yeah, but that's different. I, I'm i happy to see giving into players who make less money because it's only 900 grand. All right, fine. You know, like, we can just... I don't know, you can, you can sit in the box or something for 900 grand, but getting 5.3 million and a no-trade... I don't know. I don't like it. But either way, I just, I mean, how are they going to get compliant? I just, I have no clue. No, no, no idea. Because even even with Kudrov shut down, they're going to be right up to the cat. Right up to the cat. Yeah. And that's, so with, how many how many forwards would that even be? That that would still only be 11 forwards on their roster. Like they, if they signed Sorelli to a sensible contract, like a $3 million contract, and shut Kudrov down, that's fucking mad. They're just gonna. Ha- they're just gonna have to. I mean, Mark. I was gonna say Tyler Johnson, but he's got. He's got a full no trade, so he doesn't have to go anywhere, does he? If he doesn't want to, it's up to him. There's, there's still some interesting to, shit that's gonna happen. I think. Yeah, you're just gonna have to give somebody away and then package it with something. I don't like the fact that I like the fact that teams haven't buckled yet. Note, and the same with Vegas as well. You know, all the rumors about Pacioretty being traded and all that kind of thing. Teams are just not going to give in to this now, and they shouldn't. They absolutely shouldn't. Well, it's sh- good for them for not doing it. You get yourself into cap hell, and then try and work it out and see how you do. Well, I, I reckon now is is the time when we're going to find out what's actually going to happen. Because you know, now that we've got the as as we've been saying, now that we've got the plan for bringing things back, the wheels will start turning for the actual off season or the, you know the second part of it, if you will. So I don't think we can necessarily say that people haven't. Haven't you know? Nobody's going to help the lightning because I think now is the time where people are going to help the lightning. You know, you're not going to wait until you're not going to do it straight away. You're going to wait right until the start of the season. So right now, now you're now you're really backs against the wall. What are you going to give us to to take Tyler Johnson, to take Yanni Gould, to take whoever it might be? Oh yeah, I'm, I'm sure. Obviously, teams are going to, but not in the sense of like last season where for some reason the centers just took on. Like oh, who was whose contract was it? Uh, Ryan Callahan, just, wasn't it? Yeah, yeah. I mean that was just ridiculous. And then I get, I get. JT Miller ended up working out well for the Canucks, but you know, <laughs> somehow getting a first for a guy that you had to get rid of. Yeah, it's, it's fucking mad, isn't it? it? Was absolute madness. If it was just a straight trade, fine, I get it. But they had to get rid of him, and you still got a first. like that's not happening. I don't think because I think teams saw that last season, and then they win a cup. And you're thinking, I'm not fucking helping you. There's no way. You just want a cup. You can sort this problem out. That's your problem. <laughs> you you think so, saying. but like you can package you can package Tyler Johnson with something. That's if he agrees to move. He has to waive his no trade. Why should he? 
they're, they're going to end up having to trade Braden Point because he's the only one making over over four million who hasn't got a no trade clause. Who's yeah. <laughs> not got a no trade? That's it. The only the only two players. Sorry, there's three players, and they're the three players that they've kind of recently signed, which is Braden Point, Mikhail Sergachev, and Eric Chernak, who make any kind of money, who have not got no trades, which is mad. It's fucking crazy. Speaking of no trades, do you want to know, uh, so there's four players who make, who have a, a cap it of one and a half million or less that have no trade clauses. Obviously, one's, one's, one's Pat Maroon. Austin Maroon. Can you guess the other three? Didn't- Wayne Simmons, didn't he get a no trade? Yeah, Wayne Simmons. Oh, God, here we go now. Who signed recently? Oh, man. You'll have to tell me, because if it's not come to me straight away, I'm just not going to get it. So there's another Maple Leaf. Who makes less than one and a half and has got a no trade? Bogosian? Yeah. How much does he make? Yeah, Zach Bogosian. Oh, Bogosian, okay, on, okay. One and one. Uh, and then the last one's a goalie. There's a goalie? Makes one and a half million wow. with a no trade clause. I got no idea. Not a clue. You're going to love this one. God. It's, it's fighting Mike Smith. <laughs> what a collection of players to have no trade clauses. Like, fuck me. <laughs> oh, dear. You're that, des- you're that desperate to get these players and to also keep them <laughs> no trades. And that's that's not even considering, like, that's a full no, no trade clause. Um yeah, that's not even, yeah, obviously modified. Fucking well. nobody's got a modified and is making that little. Um, <laughs> that's excellent. Fucking hell. Mental. Oh, I love that so much. But then the Lightning, all the, I mean, they're just going to have to, like you say, it's, okay, this year's draft, forget it. Fine. We'll give you, like, Yanni Gord and a first, Andre Palat and a first, Tyler Johnson and a first, or something like that. Because then it's like, okay, you're helping them out, but you are at least getting a good player and a first-round pick. It might be a late first-round pick, but, uh, you know. Actually, do you know what I would do? I wouldn't want the first-round pick. I would say, give me your third, your fourth, your fifth, and your sixth, and this player. Just give me, like, as many picks in the draft as possible. Because one of them's got to be good. You never know. Like we said before, once you get past pick five, it's a fucking crapshoot. And even then before that, it can be a crapshoot. Yeah, you want, you so want just the get as many tickets, players out of the draft as possible. Play the percentages. But yeah, I don't know how they're going to get out of it. Well, they've still got their first round pick this year somehow, so... Um, yeah, they do, yeah. Yeah, fucking mad. When do, when do teams have to be cap compliant by? If we got, is, it, is it the first... It's not the first game of the season, is it? It's normally like into the season at some point. Or is it the first no, game I think of the season? It, well, it's normally like a week before the season. Um, I don't... What am I thinking of? I think it's, it's, not, it's not on the list of key dates. So let's say let's say January 13th, you have to be cap compliant by. Oh, there's going to be some great moves coming up. Going to be some great... There's more oh, teams over the cap than you realise as well. So. And I know some of those teams are using the LTIR thing, but the fucking Coyotes. <laughs> like... <laughs> yeah, that's... Right up against it. Right up against to, it. That's worse. To, to be fair to, to the coaches, at least they've got a full complement of like they've got a better decor than the fucking Jets do. Yeah, fair point. Rather rather than just Josh Morrissey, Dylan DeMello, and whoever you can fucking find, whoever you can thaw out on the streets of Winnipeg that night. <laughs> oh dearie me. Great stuff, great stuff. And there's still a fair few still a fair few players out there as well, isn't Mate, it? yeah. Yeah, basically, go back to our show on um, 
Well, well, sometime se- in say yeah, September. September the first. I, I was just trying to work out the dates. Uh, yeah, September the first. Go back to our show on September the first. It's exactly the same list of people who are back, who are left, apart from yeah. Except uh, Granlin's gone back to Nashville Annie, for a year. Oh, was he actually? Yeah, I signed yesterday. Yeah, three point. I want to say three point seven, something like that. Is it like unconfirmed because it's not on? Uh, it's not on cat friendly. Really, I I read it from. Oh, where was it? Yeah, it was somebody got, in the know. It was a proper decent. It was like Pierre or someone like that that could, that said it. He's got unless it's, uh, unless it's not been confirmed yet. Yeah, weird. He, well, because normally if it's like unconfirmed, it still appears on the signing scene, but with a little asterisk saying unconfirmed. But he's he's not on the signing list, though. He does have a Predators symbol next to his name on the UFA list, so it's like it's like that. Everyone else has just a, an NHL shield. It's like they've acknowledged it, but they're not. Saying anything about it? Yeah, very, it's, it's on all. The, it's on all the news. It's on all the news things. Yeah, very he signs in Nashville one year, three point seven five. That's very good to be honest. To get, um, uh, it's not bad, really. I, I think. I think. Yeah, I think. He's I like a good that. Player. I like that. I'd, I'd take him over bloody anyone else you want to mention. Most, most players. <laughs> most players. Yeah. yeah, absolutely, absolutely. Speaking of fucking players who sign for cheap, Anthony Declare one point seven million for one year. Oh, dude, I. Do you know what? I, I put that on my list of things to talk about last night. This is this is the exact verbatim sentence I wrote. Duclair, sign, Duclair signs in Florida for $1.7 million on a one-year. He fucked himself. He did. <laughs> That's exactly I, what I wrote. I didn't know, I didn't know until yesterday he'd bloody um, represent, represented himself. Like. Yeah, he represented himself, yeah. I mean, what, are you, what are you doing? What? And apparently the Sens offered him a, a the Sens said they offered him a good deal. Now, it's Eugene. So that good deal might have been a million quid and all the what's it's he can eat or something. Yeah. Maybe that's a good deal for the Sens. I don't know. Yeah. Eugene said something like, you know when these we know Anthony, when we get these uh, Libret and flats completed, because I promise they'll get done, you can have a penthouse all to yourself. <laughs> like not realising that that deal's never gonna go ahead. But Yeah, yeah young, just Young Friedman has has sort of disputed the the fairness of that deal. So so I'm not convinced that that'd be what he's going for. But like mate, I, I completely understand doing a one year deal. If, you know, this year of all years, but one point seven million. It's it's a hard one where if he'd if he'd done that even with an agent, you'd think, right, that's that's low. He's been fucked by his agent or whatever. But the fact that he's done it himself and he's come back with such a low cap hit just to go to the Panthers, like mate, you you can't help but look at that and think you you're a fucking idiot. Yeah, if you're like, like I've said before, unless you're fucking Drew Doughty or Evgeny Kuznetsov or whoever, because I'm sure is it? Ne- no, it was, uh, it, was uh, it was Backstrom. Was it? it Backstrom? Yeah, right. Yeah. So unless you're somebody like that, and you've got the absolute pedigree to represent yourself and just basically know that I can get whatever I want, get an agent. That's their job. Get them to do it for you. They will get you the best deal possible because it helps them. And, and you know, they're not, and they'll do all that work for you. And the difference is, and he's un- again, he's unlucky because he had a good season, and then obviously fucking COVID and all that shit. And he's he's unlucky in that sense. But at that point, you're just like, I'm just going to get an agent and get them to fix it for me. And like, it's it's not like like with Doughty and Backstrom, they were both renegotiating basically extensions with their teams. Like, yeah, there was threats of going UFA, but never realistic threats. Yeah, they were never gone away. No, and and they both already had reputations and had delivered cups for those teams. So, like, mate, what are you doing going out UFA after one good season? After you know, 
what what he's had two good seasons five years into the league and they were three years apart. It's like, mate, come on. But but just to pivot back a little bit to what we just said, think about this though. At least he's got a deal. Yeah, true. We've just said there are plenty of players out there who all have agents. Athanasiu, Sammy Vatanen, fucking Travis Hamanick, who went for what? Was it a first and a second or two first and a second from fucking wherever you went to a car flames to the islanders was it either no, way other, other way around islanders to the other way around sorry yeah like went for a king's ransom still not got a job mike hoffman still not got a job eric howler still not got a job at least he's gone and got a job i mean you kind of want to be in the door first don't you just in case because as we've already seen like there are teams getting super close to the cap and those teams now that are trying to get rid of players like we just mentioned like tampa vegas whoever well they're gonna have to go to other teams in nhl so suddenly their cap pit's going to be bumped up again. So at least he got $1.7 million for a year. Because you might be looking at a guy like Athanasiu, who's, you know, in many people's eyes, a decent player, getting like eight hundred grand or something like that. Yeah, that's true. And and, and in a lot of ways, like Athanasiu has a better reputation than, than Anthony Duclair. Like... Yeah, yeah. I think, yeah, I think if you said, I think if you said to a, any hockey fans, would you rather have Athanasiu or Anthony Duclair on your team? I bet 95% of them would take Athanasiu. Just because they're probably yeah. the same sort of ability-wise, but Athanasiu has a longer track record. Or a more uh, well, consistent he's, track record. He's fast. Really. He's fast, Will. Everyone loves fast, mate. Don't forget. Everyone loves, a good, everyone loves speedy players. Don't forget that. Last thing, do you have any thoughts on uh, logos on the helmets? Oh, fucking whatever. Who who gives a shit, mate? Who gives a shit? <laughs> I could. I only I only quickly threw this in at the last second, and I thought it would have been funny to think of good logos for teams like like jokey ones, but I, I couldn't think of anything quick enough. Nah, but, like yeah, right. I mean, what? My my only hope it's is free money. Why would you not do it? It's free money. You you Just need it. it this time of year, like to have them on the on the helmets, especially like your. There's no. I, th- I think a lot of fans worry with having logos on the jerseys. Probably stems to like. Oh, then we're going to have to have them on replicas and stuff like that, and that's going to, you know, having them on the helmets isn't going to impact anyone. You're not going to see it from in-game footage, and even if you see it when you get a zoom in for a for a face-off or whatever, like who who really gives a shit? I I just hope that they're proper, like you know, at the World Championships where it's just a Skoda sticker slapped <laughs> on Joe Thornton's head at the front. I hope I hope they look terrible i hope they look bloody awful not the same color they don't blend them in or anything it's just Just a different massive white white sticker on every single person's helmet yeah i hope i hope that's how they do it it's a mate yeah it's a maple leaf blue helmet with a giant red sticker on it (laughs) with black writing (laughs) just completely out of the realm of any kind of like same sensibility or anything (laughs) i don't don't know why they don't just do like i was gonna say like uh like ar Advertise it like through the telly. Yeah, you could. I'm. I'm. I was going to say like you know like wouldn't it be cool to have like a sponsorship on the visor or something? But it's like a, like a mirrored kind of sponsorship thing. So when you're looking through the visor, you can't see it. But obviously, if you're looking at the visor, you can see it. And then that'd be quite that'd be quite cool. Yeah, but then you get, like you then said, you get into things with like the goalie saying, "Oh, I can't see the shooter's eyes." Like that. Like how they banned Ovi <laughs> from wearing his. Because all I can see is a Rolls Royce logo. <laughs> it was very. The advert was so effective. I was distracted from uh, my job as a defender. I think, yeah. As as the as the forwards lined up for the shot, I suddenly started thinking about cornflakes, and I couldn't then track the puck. I was 
I completely fucked myself. You know, I probably should get my, my home insurance, my car insurance, and my holiday insurance under one roof, really. You know what it would be? If anybody listens to podcasts, that's, the joke is that, oh yeah, maybe I do need a Casper mattress. Oh shit, oh they scored. Fucking hell. <laughs> well, maybe I do need a, a website by Squarespace. <laughs> I need to send some post. Oh yeah, stamp, stamp, stamps. Oh, they've scored again. God damn it. <laughs> oh, dearie me, dearie me. Good stuff. Uh, anything else from you, mate? No, I think we, I think we, we've, we've basically covered it, haven't we? Just we're finally, you know, it's, it's, uh, we've got, we've got the plan for the season. It's now we're just waiting for the the GMs to wake up out of their their slumber. You know, give us some more shit than fucking Nate Schmidt for a third round pick. Yeah, it's going to be interesting in the next couple of weeks. And when we come back, yeah, we'll do a little, uh, we'll do a little prediction show, a bit. and we'll have some little conspiracy predictions as well. Yeah, there's a bit we, of that uh, we think will happen. Bit of this, bit of that, bit of the other, and yeah, by that point, hopefully, we'll have seen plenty of uh, plenty of movement and teams getting cap compliant because it'll surely shake things up a bit, which should be interesting. Okie dokie, folks. Thank you for listening. Will, any last words? No, I'm all good. Merry Christmas is the last words, as as they should be. There we go. I was just going to say, yeah, have a good holidays, everybody. Try and enjoy it as best you can, even if you can't go and see people or whatever. Zoom people. Don't forget as well, there might be people out there who don't have someone to talk to or, you know, like maybe not as many family to go around. Give them a quick call. See how they're doing. Just say hi. It all helps. Have a good time, everybody. And we'll talk to you soon. Peace. Peace.